Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the ATM podcast. My name is Munashe Kirimi. I'm joined by Tabang Mudise with me today. Unfortunately, our Bakwe couldn't join us today for some personal reasons. So it's just going to be us two today. Before we get on to today's episode, I'd just like to say we have a YouTube channel where we will be posting segments of our episodes. We currently have four videos up there now from our various episodes. Please like, share, subscribe and comment on our videos. Our channel is, again, The ATM Podcast. Please also like, share and subscribe on our podcast pages on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if there's anything specific you'd like to see us talk about, please leave a review and a comment on our episodes, and that'll greatly be appreciated. And with that, we are going to now cover today's topics. We are first going to start with Match Day 34, Mm -hmm. where some very interesting stuff happened at both ends of the table. Mm -hmm. So we'll just start at the top with a very high-profile game. Liverpool 4, Tottenham 3. In my opinion, this has almost confirmed United as top four favorites for the final spot, locking it down. Unfortunately, Liverpool still do have a chance, especially if they win all their games. They have a more favorable run than us. It's similar levels of opponents, but... Liverpool look like now that they've sorted things out, they're playing a lot better. Mm. Especially Trent Alexander-Arnold with his new role is playing a lot better. It's the old Trent we know. I still think that we will top four right now is done. United just need one or two more wins. With this loss, Tottenham are basically out of top four in my opinion. But in terms of the game... It was very bizarre. Liverpool <laughs> raced into a very three, an early 3-0 lead in 15 minutes mm-hmm. with a mistake <clears throat> from a player I don't rate in Christian Romero. Had mm-hmm. to get my dig in there. And then all of a sudden in the second half, Spurs just, I don't know what Ryan Mason said to the players, but it worked. They get a goal they hit the post a couple of times yeah to the point where they could have actually gotten a point out of this game maybe even one yeah and there was a goal from son as well richarlison finally broke his duck (laughs) and then only for lucas mora to inexplicably pass the ball back to Rom- I don't know if he was trying to pass it to Romero or back to Forster, but it got intercepted by Thiago, and then he scores past Forster for 4-3. It was just a very crazy game, but very enjoyable. And unfortunately for Lucas Mora, I think it confirms that Tottenham are just going to have to fight with Liverpool for fifth. Or they'll have to settle for sixth spot. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. 
But I do think Ryan Mason is getting more out of the team. There does seem to be more spirit. Yeah. It's just a matter of them actually starting games well, because in his two games so far, they've started badly, gone behind. Like with us, we were up 2-0. Second half, they come back and we end up dropping points against them and it's a 2-2 result. So what did you think about this game? Alright. Um, what I thought of the game, I, th- I felt like it was a blockbuster game. You, As a fan, you, you like games uh, that are filled with goals. And um, I think I think it was just it was just unlucky for them. For a second, I thought that Liverpool would have been able to um, get the draw like what they did against us at Old Trafford. Unfortunately, we gave them two goals for them to, to, to get a point out of the game. Um, but when you look at the stats of this game, it was pretty much, it was pretty even too. Um, I get Liverpool had majority of the possession, right? But when you look at all the shots that was taken, um, when you look at the touches and, and the passes and the passes completed, I mean, it was, it was a great game. It was a, a lot of back and forth. But I'm quite disappointed that that Richarlison wasn't able to celebrate his first goal of the season. You know, Jota had to come and ruin the day. I think Spurs Spurs need to really um, figure out what's the issue defensively because they've been conceding way too many goals this season. Especially to have a World Cup winner there in, in that team and to be still conceding so many goals. Well, I know Mush doesn't rate... Christian Romero, I, I rate him. I think I think Spurs is not a good fit for him personally, um, you know. But hopefully, hopefully he can rally up some some. Uh, um, he can rally up and play better for the up and coming games that Tottenham has. But credit to Ryan Mason, man, he did a great job. Um, re- um getting this team uh confident in that second half. So I have to give props to him, but overall, it's a big disappointment for Tottenham again. All right, all right. Thank you, Tabang. Uh, the next game is going to be United with a 1-0 win over Aston Villa. A, pre- a pretty regulatory win. Yeah. The performance wasn't bad. Villa did have a couple of chances, but not anything major. And I really liked the performance of Christian Eriksen. When he was gone initially, I thought we coped without him, especially due to the performances of Fred and Marcel Sabitzer. But when he's come back, especially in the last two games, I see why Eric Ten Hag really wanted him back. Mm. I think he really had a good game. And I know he gets a lot of stick, but I also think Bruno Fernandes was really good in this game. He's not perfect, and I think some of his antics do rub people up the wrong way. Yeah. But I think if Maguire goes, which is something we'll get onto later in the podcast, he should be captain. I think he's been that good. Mm. There's leadership. He doesn't hide. Yes, he dives and complains a lot, but Bruno is that guy. He is that guy. And then I also think another one who really had a good game were our centre-backs in Victor Lindelof and Luke Shaw. Mm. 
which I find very weird because with players like Luke Shaw, a fullback that's counter center back, usually those types of players have to be in a back three to play center back. But Luke Shaw has just really been good to the point where he's basically our third best center half. Yeah. Which is pretty damning on Lindelof and Maguire. But I think with this win, we are edging closer and closer to top four in Champions League. I think that this game also highlighted the need for a goalkeeper because the hair. There were some instances where you felt he could have came off his line. There's even a scene in the game where Marcel Sabitzer basically shields the ball and all the space even, actually, let me say the space, for him to come out and claim the ball, but he's very reluctant and hesitant to come out. Not that the hair was terrible, but I think we really, again, need to upgrade on the goalkeeper. No, for sure. But overall, this was a very good game. And just to highlight something that was came out was the clip that did the rounds of excuse me of Casemiro berating Bruno towards the end of the game. Towards the end of no, it was at full time. Yeah. Over the fact that Bruno almost lost the ball and could have led to the equalizer. Yeah. I think those kind of things are good because that way it doesn't fester into toxic gossip yeah. in a way yeah. where things just simmer they talk behind each other's back and eventually there's a blow up they hugged it out in the end so if you have another captain or a vice captain candidate or maybe even captain i know i'm repeating myself yeah even casemiro's there as well yeah. provided he actually learns how to speak english because i don't think he can speak english and it would really show that, I, Casemiro, I must respect you because along with Lissandro Martinez, you are breaking the South American curse. And really, I might not have beef with South Americans if your guys' form continues like this. So overall, I'm pretty happy. I am scared of Liverpool catching us. Mm-hmm. Because our waveform can be very patchy. Yeah. So I do think we're done with top four, but I hope that the team doesn't think that way. So what were your thoughts on the game? Honestly, I loved the fact that we were able to respond after the Liverpool draw because that sec I mean the Tottenham's draw, sorry. Because you know in that Tottenham game and that second half was just atrocious, if we're being honest. Um, we just let we just let so many. We let the two goals in um, off of just silly mistakes, silly defending. I don't. Then uh, again, I don't blame Lindelof and Luke Shaw for that game. I felt like the team defending as, as a whole was the problem. This game, we had a much better response, to be honest. I I felt like we played well. We were able to keep control of the game, and. If you didn't know, this is actually a get back for United because our last three fix, uh, fixtures against Aston Villa hasn't been too successful. We lost twice against them and we drew as well. So the fact that to get this win um, was 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 a good one. It was a good one for United fans. 
Um, I think I agree with you. I think Bruno should be captain next season. Um, I do think he needs to cut down on the whining a bit because in the game, throughout the game, you could see Sancho got frustrated, and then you also saw um, you also saw how Casemiro reacted to Bruno uh, losing the ball towards the end of the game, almost um, allowing us to 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 concede a goal. But luckily, we were able to to hang on to the win. Um, I'm happy now. Makeshift defense in Lindelof and um, Luke Shaw. I think that was pretty good. I think Dalo, you could see he's he's enjoying that inverted fullback role at the moment. I think he loves the fact that he's getting game time. Um, Malasia needs some. He needs some more work. I don't think I was too impressed with him still. But he's young. He'll get better next season. I think he'll come with a much better attitude. He'll come with better results as well. Um, and with with regards to what United's gonna do with Marcel Sabitzer next season, I'm not too sure. I hope that he does stay because you saw that we do get a lot of injuries and suspensions. So I think keeping having him around for next season would be a big plus. Um, I really wonder what's going to happen with Fred now that there there are rumors that United's going out looking for at least three midfielders for next season. I really wonder what's going to happen with Fred. But yeah, with all that said, I'm 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 happy overall with the one note result. I felt like it was a good it was a good result from us. We managed to hang on, and going forward, I think we have a good chance of even finishing third. To be honest, if we can keep on winning and then. You know, if we can get over our away form, you know, like Manchester United seem to be intimidated every time they they play away games. We've seen it at Sevilla, we've seen it at Newcastle, we've seen it at at Brighton as well. So I think United need to figure out how to solve the 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 issue of their away form. But yeah, on to that, I think. Um, I can just mention, I'm just going to mention the rest of the results from the other games. Bournemouth Bournemouth against Leeds ended in a 4-1 Bournemouth victory. Um, the, the, I would say the standout player for that game was just Jefferson Lerma, who scored a brace. Um, the next game was Newcastle against Southampton. Newcastle beat Southampton 3-1. Um, and then we're going on to... Fulham against Manchester City. Manchester City managed to beat Fulham 2-1. Uh, Crystal Palace against West Ham. Crystal Palace managed to get a hard-fought victory against West Ham. Brighton absolutely annihilated Wolves. Six goals to zero. Um, that, that the, the, the standout player for that game was definitely Pascal Gross, who scored a double. I think De Zerbi needs some recognition of how well He's, he's been at 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 uh, uh, Brighton, and I, I didn't see this coming because I, honestly, I uh, um, I didn't know much about him, you no, know, because uh, he did kind of come from the Ukraine league from Shakhtar Donetsk, right? So I I didn't know much about the Zerbi, but the fact that he came um, to the Premier League and he's and he's just been and it's just been so easy for him, if we're being honest. It's been uh, a very, uh, you know, Brighton's one of the teams to look forward to next season, in my opinion. And then lastly was Brentford against Nottingham Forest. Brent, Brentford beat Nottingham Forest 2-1. Um, it, was a, it was a good game. 
a lot of back and forth, more of a 50-50 game. But Brentford managed to get the victory in the end. And um, with that said, what happened this weekend was pretty much good. Uh, I think I, I like the, I like the fact that Manchester City is on top of Arsenal uh, with one point, and they still have a game in hand. So I think I really do think Tot, um, Arsenal's title race is is over at this point. I don't think they can come back because uh, I can't see any any games that City might lose. Um, but having said that, do you have any opinions on 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 how the log is looking at the moment? The log should just stay as it is. <laughs> yeah. I just wish Liverpool didn't have any European football next season, but we can't always get what we want. I think with the looking at the bottom actually, with Bournemouth's 4-1 win over Leeds, I think they Bournemouth are currently on 39 points with four games left. Mm. Southampton are done. Mm. The highest they can get is 36 because they're on 24 points. But it doesn't look like they'll really win any games. I think the Arsenal game was a killer blow. Yeah. So I think Southampton are done. I agree with that too. Currently, there are going to be some big clubs going down yeah i mean everton might go down Mm -hmm. i think leeds there is a chance that they're gonna sack javi gracia because after a pretty bright start in terms of performances things are faded they don't look secure defensively i'm not a fan of melier he has some good games, and there are times you think this is a good goalkeeper. And young too. Yes, he's young in terms of age, but in terms of experience, he's been around a while. Yeah. He's had about three years in the Premier League of being Leeds number one. So I wouldn't really put the age thing as a factor because he's been around. Yeah. He's played for Leeds. He played for Lorient in France. So I don't really look at age as a factor because there was there was a huge mistake, particularly for the second goal in the Bournemouth game, which allowed Jefferson Lerma to score a second goal. I think what might save Leeds is the fact that the teams below them aren't also in good nick. Mm. But if they are the teams below are able to get some results i think that they will get dragged in and relegated i don't see where the next win comes from mm-hmm. and west ham are also on 34 points with a game in hand on the teams below because we are recording this while leicester are playing everton and it's currently 2-2 yeah. so i think right now bournemouth with that win have saved themselves. One more point should do it. Yeah. I think Wolves, even though they got battered, it's Brighton, it is what it is. Yeah. They're currently on 37 points. I think they'll be fine. My thing is that it's going to be between Leicester, Leeds, Forest, Everton, and Southampton that go down. 
Currently, Southampton are dead and buried. I'm going to put it to Forest as well as Leeds to go down. With Leicester, I think that performances have improved dramatically. Yeah. Not all... With results, not too much, but I think results have improved to a point where I think they will actually stay up. Yeah. So that's my thoughts. In terms of the top of the league, I think the top four is finalized. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether Newcastle and United switch between third and fourth. I also think... Liverpool won't catch us, even though I am concerned, because they do look in better nick with their performances. Yeah. I do think they'll end up finishing fifth. Tottenham, if they kept Stellini, I think they would have dropped further down the table. (laughs) But I think Ryan Mason with these two games has gotten them playing better. So I think they'll stay sixth. If they can start games well, instead of just starting them slow and trailing, That's the thing. they will finish sixth. Yeah. If not, I back Aston Villa to actually overtake them. So that's my thoughts on the table. Hey, And also to touch up on that relegation battle, um, I think Everton might might be one of the teams that goes down sadly and they... In my eyes, I, w- I would call them a, a, premier, a Premier League big team, if I'm being honest. Um, I, don't think, I don't think with the players they have, they should be in this type of position. But uh, the reason why I feel like they might end up in that, bottom, in that bottom three is because I'm looking at their last games. And I mean, they're playing, they're playing Everton next. I mean, I mean, they're playing Brighton next. And then after Brighton, they still have Manchester City. They got to still face Wolves. And then lastly, Bournemouth, who seem to be picking up on form as well. So uh, that, part, that, 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 that relegation battle is going to be very interesting. Um, so I, I, and, and, and about the top four, I definitely think it's going to stay the same. I don't think, I can't see United losing any more games. Maybe throwing, uh, maybe throwing maybe one or two games. But other than that, I don't think, I think we'll, we'll, we'll finish off the season quite strong. And with that said, uh, I think let's go to the next to the next topic. Uh, who is your player of the week? I'm gonna go with Jefferson Lerma mm. because I think he, with that brace of his, yeah. Even though the result ended up four-one, he scored the second goal, and Leeds got. A header through Patrick Bamford, so technically he scored the winning goal. Yeah. With some help from Elan Melier, but the less said about that, the better. <laughs> and I think that basically secures Bournemouth's stay in the Premier League, which that. is very remarkable considering where they were when Gary O'Neill took over. But that's going to be a topic for another day. He's my early shot for manager of the season because I think if not for him, Bournemouth go down. So Jefferson Lerma, you're my player of the week. I like your 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 manager of the season nomination too. Um but I would say my player of the week would probably be Pascal Gross of Brighton. 
He also scored a double as well. Um, I think, I think Brighton are, are a very scary team. I think they they might just finish sixth place this season, sixth or fifth. They they got a shot at 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 both of those positions. So I think if they can carry on with this form, they can definitely end up in a Europa League spot, which would be a great season for Brighton if we're being honest, because they also they've 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 sold off a lot of players this season too. Um, so. You know, I didn't think that they would be in this position, especially when Graham Potter left to Chelsea. But Deservey seems seems to have been an even better manager, if we're being honest. You could argue that the playing style is even far better, you know. But that's a topic for another day. Um, I think the next, for for the last topic of this match day review, I think it is our Mabena of the week. Uh, who do you think was the worst performing player for this game week, in your opinion? Before I get to that, I'd just like to say I'd be more interested to see De Zerbi in a different team in the Premier League mm. because Brighton have lost a lot of key figures. They've lost a lot of players. Yeah. And, and some of those players... When they've gone to new clubs, they have struggled. Whether that's Yves Basuma, whether that's Mark Kukurea, some of their players have really struggled. You also look at Neil Mope, who is in a relegation dogfight with Everton. There are some success stories like Dan Byrne, Ben White, and Leandro Trossard. But a lot of them have struggled elsewhere. You also look at, what's this, the coach's name? Graham Potter, how badly he struggled at Chelsea. Yeah. And the fact that also, they've also lost some key depart- key people upstairs. They mm-hmm. lost their sporting director to Newcastle in Dan Ashworth. And they're still kicking on, replacing players. So... How much of that is the success is the Zerbi and how much of that is the structure at Brighton? So I really want to see the Zerbi at a different club. I'd really be interested. The football is better than Potter's. Definitely. But I'd be more interested to see him in a different environment because I think Brighton, the structure is good. The management is good. The facilities are great. And it's also, uh, there's less pressure in that environment. There's a lot of young players. There's the young Paraguayan and CISO mm. who looks that he, who looks like he's going to be on the conveyor belt of players that Brighton will make nice money out of. Yeah. Caicedo is still young. Who else is a young player? Matoma is also still young. Mm. So... Yeah, I also, Ferguson. oh yeah, Evan Ferguson as well. So, I think it's also the environment helps. There's not as much pressure there. Yeah, and it helps that when Potter left, they pretty much were safe and went. No one thought that be they'd be relegated. Yeah. So I think that the Zerbi also continued the good work left in terms of the foundation left behind. In terms of my banner of the week. I wanted to go with Lucas Mora right. because of his back pass, 
which was so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> I wanted to trash Romero again, but it's not Romero's fault. He was a high contender, but I'm gonna go with Elan Melier. So for context, it's 1-0 up. Who's 1-0 up? Bournemouth are 1-0 up. Yeah. And then a corner's coming in. He's coming out for to claim the ball. But then he fumbles it under no pressure, no serious, serious pressure. And then it allows for Jefferson Lerma to basically pounce on the ball and score. It's 2-0. Leeds did get an equalizer, uh, not an equalizer, a consolation. a consolation with Patrick Bamford because Bournemouth ended up winning that game 4-1. But I think Elan Melier hasn't had a good season. I think he'll be one of the major culprits if Leeds go down. Yeah. So he's my Mabena of the week. I feel like that's a that's a fair one. That's a fair one. Um but you see it a lot in French goalkeepers too, to be honest. The ty- those type of mistakes where they where they seem like they, they there's a lack in concentration. Uh, we've seen it in your ear. Uh, we've seen it from Loris over so many seasons. If we're being honest, I think it's a I think it's a mystery that he's still at Tottenham, to be honest. Um, but I think for my for my my Ben of the week, we'll probably go to the guy that you first mentioned, Lucas Moura. For a horrible back pass that went straight to Jota, who ended up one on one with, um, with, 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 flipping, <laughs> with, with Ben Forster and a lovely slotted finish into the bottom, Fraser Forster with a lovely slotted finish into the bottom right corner. Um, I think that, that game was, was, was an unlucky game again for Tottenham. Um, they probably feel that pain after that game. I don't think. That they they're gonna finish strong because of that, uh, and you saw the way Richarlison was celebrating, man. It, it was like it was like he just won the World Cup, and then seconds later, Jota decided to be uh, the D word and and ruin his day. Um, but yeah, I think for my Ben of the week, definitely gonna go to my boy Lucas Mora. All right, all right, fair enough. Okay, so for the final segment, we are going to look at the United squad. As you guys know, me and Tabang are United fans. So we're just going to look at the squad and see who we would like to sell and keep. Okay. Or just let go because some people are are leaving on free transfers. So we're going to start with goalkeepers. The first goalkeeper is David De Gea. The next one is Tom Heaton. And the last one is Jack Butland. So for me, hot take, I'd let David De Gea go. <coughs> and I would give Dean Henderson a shot next season. I really do rate Dean Henderson. And as I've always said, if Aaron Ramsdale can get a shot at Arsenal, even after back-to-back relegations, I think... Dean Henderson can also get a shot at United. I know he gets a lot of stick because some feel he's overconfident and is too full of himself. And he didn't make any friends with those comments he made in that Nottingham Forest interview. But I really like Henderson. 
I think he would fit Eric Ten Hag's style. He does come off his line. He does talk to his defense. And he is good on the ball. He actually saves penalties. So I'd give him a shot. In terms of Tom Heaton, I'd keep him. I think he'd be a decent number two. I like how he was playing in the League Cup games. And when I saw that performance, I was like, why were we giving Dubravka minutes? This was a waste of time. Mm. And then in Jack Butland, I'd be like, ah, let the guy go. Let him go back to Crystal Palace and give a youth player that number three position. We don't need three senior keepers. Two senior keepers and a youth product. UTB on our goalkeepers? All right. When it comes to our goalkeeper, um, when it comes to the to our goalkeepers, I feel like David De Gea should be one of the guys we look past from because he's on high wages. I think maybe he, he might accept um, he might accept a lower wage next season. But to be honest, I just feel like we should move on from him and find a keeper that is comfortable playing on the ball, coming out, coming off his line, um, as well as saving penalties as well. Um, I think I think our time with the hair should be over after this season, especially after what Eric, what Eric Ten Hag seen from him this season. I feel I do feel like Dean Anderson could do a better job, but he's is 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 not as good as a shot stopper as De Gea, which is a big concern because that's as a goal, as a goalkeeper, your primary focus is to be good with your hands, if I'm being honest, but at the end of the day. But yeah, we'd we we would get you'd tell me in the comments what you what how you feel about David De Gea as a as a keeper for Manchester United. I do think obviously Tom Eaton is a guy who should stay. He's solid enough to be that number two guy. I don't see the reason why we bought Jack Bartland. Um, you know, I, 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 he's barely gotten any minutes. Seems as if the manager doesn't really favor him. Um, so I think Jack Bartland can go. Uh, we should really focus on trying to, trying to sort something out with Dean Anderson if it's possible. But we'll see, we'll see what happens after the season with recruitment. I think United are at stage two of this uh of the progression of the squad uh phase one was 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 bringing in um a coach with with a with a with a play style that we with a who can bring identity i mean to the to the way we play so i'm happy that that yes we have this a style of play down the way we want to play now we just need to be focused on getting the players that can play the way the coach does um, that the co that the the way the coach wants us to play, and you know depth will really really be a a a a major factor for next season. I think next, what are we going to the the defenders? That is correct. First defender Victor Lindelof, Phil Jones, Harry Maguire, the butcher Lissandro Martinez, Tyrell Malassia. Rafael Varane, Diogo Dello, Luke Shaw, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Brandon Williams, Tedin Menji, and that's it. In terms of Victor Lindelof, I'd keep him. Yeah. He's shown that he can be a good backup. For Jones, I think that it's time. Unfortunately, he's shown that he can't stay fit. 
And it's not for the lack of trying. He has tried to stay fit. There were stories about how he came early for preseason in a bid to try and impress the coach and also get himself fit. But no matter what he tries, it's just not working. And it's a shame because any play, all players want to play football. No player deliberately is like, I want to be injured and just enjoy my salary at home. So... Unfortunately, I think that his time is over. I think he'll just have to either try his luck elsewhere or maybe retire because I don't think he'll be able to stay fit. Not for a lack of trying, but he's been trying for years to stay fit. I don't remember when was the last time he played a game for United. Yeah. So I think it should just be the parting of a wave. With Harry Maguire, who's next, I think he should also go. I think he is somebody that wants to play every game, and I don't think he's better than Martinez. He's not better than Varane. And Luke Shaw has been playing way better than him, and he's really slipped down the pecking order. Yeah. And he's basically fifth choice. He plays these days because... There's more subs available, and now both our main centre-backs are out injured. I don't think there's a future for him. It sounds like Ten Hag likes him, but I don't think he has a future because Maguire is one of those that don't want to sit on the bench. He wants to play, which is admirable, but it is what it is. He's not a United player anymore. He had some nice moments. But things have just fallen apart for him. And I think if he were to go elsewhere, he'd recover his form. And you'd really see why Leicester were, not just Leicester, why Man City were interested in using him as a Vincent Company replacement. If Man City went like, okay, this is too much money, screw that. In terms of the butcher... Lissandro, I like you. You are also one of those that broke the South American curse, as well as my beef with South Americans. So thank you. I will keep you. And we will I would even give you a new contract right now on improved <laughs> wages. You're like there's no time as the present day. Eh? Yeah, man. And then Tyrell <laughs> Malassia. He's had ups and downs. Yeah. I know you weren't a fan of the game on Sunday, but I think he had a better game. Mm. There were some good tackles in between. And I think you saw the performance of someone that does want his place back, so I'd keep him. Yeah. Rafael Varane, I would keep. Champions League Varane, he's been really good. Especially when he's paired with Martinez. Diogo Dallo, I th- I would keep. I'd give him a new contract. I don't think we even need Jeremy Frimpong. So I think that Tenag. I think, let me put it this way. Diogo Dello is the personification of what a coach, a good coach can do. I think one underrated aspect of Tenag as a coach is how he's getting a lot more out of the squad. I mean, yeah. you look at Luke Shaw. Yeah. 
you know, he might not be the best example because Luke Shaw's always been like that. He has ups and downs. Like when Tellers came in, he played really well. But he's gotten more out of Aaron Wan-Bissaka going forward. He's not as good as Dello, but there's more out of him now. Dello's really played well, and in the first half of the season, he could have been the best right back in the league, but his form has tailed off. <clears throat> then you also have the form of other players as well that are doing well. Rashford's doing great. The midfield is performing a lot better. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, who else is there? Luke Shaw, 100% keep. Give him mm-hmm. the new contract. Aaron wan he's improved. Keep him. Brandon Williams, sell him. He needs, he needs to really kick on in his career. Teren Menji, I think that it's now time for him to leave the nest mm. and now kick on in his career. He did have a loan at Derby under Wayne Rooney. I don't remember how that went. I think it was disrupted by injury. He was highly rated as a youngster, but I don't think he'll be able to break into the team. So he'll probably leave and probably go to championship clubs if he's lucky and things go well and he develops well. Maybe we'll see him in the Premier League again. So those are the defenders. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a pretty fair analysis. I think I'll start off with the with the fullbacks um, first. Um, I think let's go. Let, let, let me let me start off with what what I think of Brandon Williams. Um, you know, he's on a big wage. He's earning around uh, around I think between twenty to forty thousand pounds a week, and I can't even remember when last he's played for this team this season if he's played at all. You know, so you know that's also part of the some of the issues that United's trying to resolve right now. The wage bill, you know, because we are the highest. We 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 are the highest paying. I think way we have the highest wage bill out of all the clubs in the Premier League. So we need to try and figure that um how to how to um solve that 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 issue. Um, I think Brandon Williams definitely needs to leave. I don't think the coach favors him. I don't think he can play the way the coach wants a fullback to play. And when it comes to Luke Shaw. We look sure we gotta keep. Uh, we can. You, he showed us. He showed us how versatile he is, and how most importantly, how willing he is to 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 play in whatever position um, helps the team the most. You know. So the fact that he's an uh, is is a is an alternative um, is an alternative choice for for that centre back position is 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 great. You know. The fact that I, I like that we we penned him down to a long term deal. I was happy with that. Um, I think Wambisaka needs to stay because he's definitely the best one-on-one defender in the world. Like that has to be proven, guys, because he's only been beaten in a one-on-one once this whole season in the Premier League. Which you look at all the fullbacks; they've been struggling against a lot of the forwards. But Wambisaka is a munch, man. You know, he's been he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, personally, I feel that way. 
and I feel like in the Champions League it helps us a lot too, especially when it has to, uh, especially when it comes up against players like an Mbappe and a Vinicius Junior. I think he, he'd be able to come on and lock those guys down. Um, and when it comes to Dalo, I think Dalo has to stay. He's he stepped up. He stepped up hugely this season, if we're being honest. Um, last season, I felt like he was he was average, but I liked him because he showed more of a fighting spirit than most of the team. Um, so I'm happy with with Dalo's progression. Malasi, I'm happy with to be honest. We spent 16 million pounds on him this season. Um, I feel like United needs to make more signings like that, where we don't have to break the bank just to get a player. I feel like you you can go out and go buy the right player for your team who can develop and be even better, and then hopefully we can sell that players on for for more in the future. So we need to make more signings like Malasia. I was really happy with I'm really happy with him if I'm being honest with you. So yeah, Malasia was a good one. I definitely think um, what what needs to what needs to happen with uh, Maguire. Maguire needs to leave, you know. Um, I don't think I don't. I think he's been definitely United's worst signing, if we're being honest. Um, you know, he's just had a lot of controversy. He, he only plays well for England, so maybe if he goes to another team, he could get his career kicking off again. So you know, good luck to him in the future because I don't think he'll be a United player next season. Um, you know, I, I'm happy with Lindelof. Um, I think he needs to stay. He's, he's, he's definitely a solid player, a solid replacement for our starters, you know, in Martinez and Rafael Varane. You know, Varane is still a little injury prone, so we it, it's definitely good that we do keep him. But I see the direction our coach is going in, man. You know, he wants the agile, he wants agile defenders who are good on the ball and, you know, Defenders like Maguire doesn't really fit the ball, that ball, you know. Even though, hey, you know, his, 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 um, his ability on the ball is quite underrated if you think about it, you know, too. Because Maguire is quite good on the ball. He's just slow. Um, he's just slow and he's got mistakes in him where he switches off a lot for us. I haven't seen him do that much for England. So, you know, he does show promise that he can, he could do the job still. So, yeah, with that, um, I, when it comes to Phil Jones, I'm surprised he's still a United player. Are you sure he's still on that list? Wow. That man, that man, I, I've never, I've never seen him play for the part. I can't remember when last I've seen him play, you know. It's always been time for him to leave the team. So, hopefully, um, they do that, that United do the right thing and get rid of him, you know, even release the man, man. He's, he's too injury prone. He doesn't play any games. He's just earning a wage. So he definitely needs to leave the team. Um, I think next we are going to our midfielders. Munash will read out all the midfielders and then he'll give us his take on that. Okay. The first midfielder on the list is Bruno Fernandes who I think when Maguire leaves should be captain. So he's a pretty obvious keep. The next midfielder is Christian Eriksen. Initially, I wouldn't have signed him, but that's a topic for a different day and a discussion for a different day. But keep. He has been so good. Yeah. And despite my reservations, 
like just keep him sign him to another one-year deal thank you for not re-signing with Brentford and thank you to Tottenham for not re-signing Christian Eriksen Marcel Sabitzer he's growing on me eh initially I wasn't a fan but I would actually keep him yeah so I would keep him and then Fred he's too inconsistent for me mm. There are moments where he is quality and you can be like, okay, I see. This is why we paid $50 million for you. Yeah. But then there are games where you're like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I would I would let him go. And then the next one, Casemiro. Hi, keep. You've been good, my man. Definitely. You've provided a lot of leadership. I just need you to speak English, my man. Please don't be an Antonio Valencia. And just for context, I never saw Antonio Valencia do an interview in English. Because with all these players that do interviews, you can you know that they can speak English. It's just that they do interviews in their native language, most commonly being Spanish, because we have a lot of Spanish-speaking players in the league. Yeah. But... With Valencia, I don't think he could speak English, to be honest. But hey, I could be wrong. And maybe there isn't any audio available. Mm. But yeah. Next midfielder, Anthony. He will probably stay. Because we broke the bank for him. Mm. Ten Hag obviously likes him. So I think he'll get one last chance. If it doesn't work out, he'll be sold. But there have been some flashes and bright sparks, but not enough to justify the 100 million rand. I mean, pound. Was it euros or pounds? Uh, it was 100 million pounds, but uh, I mean, 100 million euros, but 80 million pounds. Yeah. So he'll probably stay. Next midfielder is Donny van der Beek. Look, bro. Marcel Sabitzer effectively took your spot. He's doing some of the things we thought you would do. He's coming up with goals, running, tackling. Your career is unfortunately done, my man. I'm really sorry. It's just one of those things. Scott McTominay. We really need to upgrade on him. And I think he should go. The club he's linked to a lot recently is Newcastle. I think he should go for another club. I doubt that he will start for Newcastle when you consider the competition, one of them being Gimmerish. You also look at how the other players are playing in that team. I don't Joe think Willock. Joe Willock, even Joe Linton's playing well in that midfield. You know. And they're going to upgrade. I think he should go to... A mid-table team in the Premier League. And then I think he'll really be allowed to shine. And then Zidan Iqbal, I would give him a loan. Definitely. He should have had one this season too. Yeah. As well as Kobe Maino, I'd also give him a loan. Yeah. Because these last two players are players that are fairly highly rated in our academy. Especially Kobe Maino. Yeah. And he could start, but he probably won't get a starting berth right now. So give those guys a loan. 
And then when they come back the following season, hopefully they can break into the United first team. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I pretty much agree with all the players in, in the midfield that you decided to keep. Um, the ones to sell, I also agree with. I think McTominay, Fred, uh, Donny van der Beek, those have to be immediate exits. We need to look in and go bring in three more midfielders for next season. We got to... Because we can definitely upgrade on those guys without necessarily having to break the bank. I don't want United to go after Frankie de Jong. It's too expensive. And I feel like there's players out there that can do that that job without us having to pay 80 to 90 million for the man. You know, there's players out there like Enzo Lefay, there's Latvia, there's Conqueret. There is many other players United can look like. Um but yeah, like like uh, I'm happy that 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 our lists are very similar when it comes to all the players that we mentioned from the uh, from the goalkeeper all the way to the midfield. Um, you know, I'm 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 excited. I, I wonder what we're gonna do next season with Ahmad Diallo coming back. Personally, I would send him out on another loan. Let him let him build that frame up for the Premier League because he he still looks a little scrawny to be honest. But I'm happy that. He's playing well in the championship for Sunderland. I think he should stay there again for another season and try and see if he can help them to a to a potential Premier League bird, you know. Um I think I think he's getting game time there. He's playing well. So I think he should stay there for another season. And then with regards to the forwards, uh do you wanna mention all do you wanna mention all the forwards th- that we got? Okay. I will touch up on Diallo. That's where me and you will disagree. So, Anthony Martial, I think he should be sold. Mm. This is a player who has had an up-and-down United career. It started very well under Van Hal. Then Mourinho really utterly destroyed his confidence. Mm. Then Solskjaer tried building him back up. And he was initially succeeding, but then... Injuries. Injuries. The second season didn't go so well. His loan spell at Sevilla also didn't go well. And then you can see that Ten Hag does rate him, but Anthony Martial has struggled for consistency, Mm. form, and fitness, so I think he should just go. This was his last chance, and the coach was willing to give it to him, but he just couldn't take it, so sell him. The Prime Minister, Marcus Rashford, must be kept at all costs. Yeah. And then Mason Greenwood, unfortunately, because of his heinous acts, it is best that he has his contract terminated. And then the next forward is Jaden Sancho. I don't know what we're going to do with him. But I would actually sell him. Yeah. I don't uh, know what is wrong with him. I think it's just a mental block of confidence. I know he scored against Spurs. But for some reason, he just... He's not terrible in the games, but he's not grabbing them by the scruff of the neck. Doing anything notable, or, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Doing anything notable... He's not really the standout. He's always amongst one of those you think, okay, let's sub this guy. 
So yeah, sell him. Vard Vegrost, let him go back to Burnley. <laughs> Good. Pelestri, I think we should sell him, but I think he will go to another club. Sell? Yeah, sell him. I don't think he has a future at United. Okay. He would have gotten a lot more minutes than he had. And I think he's 22 now, so I think right now he just needs to focus on kicking on in his career. Because you don't really hear stories that the coach really likes him. Yeah. So I think it's best that he goes somewhere else and kicks on. And I think he will have a good career. Mm. I like what I've seen of him in a United shirt, and I wish he got more opportunities. And then Anthony Elanga, I think he's more a victim of circumstance. When he came through, it wasn't at a very good time. United were down and out and struggling under Sorshire. And he's more of a group of those young players that when they come through, because the team is playing badly and you're one of those that just run around, show some life and some energy, yeah. you get the crowd behind you. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. But Sweden clearly rate him. They still take him on international duty. So I think if he were to leave United, he'll get his career back on track. I think we expected too much of him too soon. Yeah. And then the last forward is Garnacho Keep. United have done the right thing by giving him a new contract. So, yeah, that's it. In terms of Ahmed Diallo, I would give him, I would give him a shot in the first team. Because United are going to have to deal with issues of financial fair play Mm. in regards to the takeover, which we will cover on another episode. I see a scenario where the Glazers are going to stay. Yes, the Glazers are cheap, but I think that we do have genuine financial fair play concerns that have been well documented by news outlets like The Athletic, which is a really reliable outlet so that's the one concern and he's been really good for Sunderland so I would give him a shot I wouldn't give him another loan I would actually say hey man because there would be like a lot of forwards have struggled we've got Jaden Sancho struggling Palestri isn't really rated by the coach Elanga's lost his place so and Anthony Martial is struggling. Mason Greenwood is gone. So a lot of forwards here are going to be gone. And we can't really bring a really big ton of forwards in because of FFP. I think the priority for United would be to sign some midfielders and a centre-back. And yeah. And a striker. Yeah, two strikers. So I think in the wings... I think Ahmed Diallo can contribute for us. Mm. And then that's my take on the players we have here. And then it's your turn now, TB. What do you think? I think you hit it spot on when it comes to the fours. Of course, again, I don't agree with uh, Ahmed Diallo. Um, But if he comes in and he proves me wrong, hey, man, I'm going to be there celebrating, you know, at the end of the day. That's all what it's about. Um. Martial, I think, has is uh, he 100% has to leave. The guy's on 300 grand a week. I don't think 
he deserves that money. The time we offered him that contract, I didn't feel like he deserved that money. And, you know, the Glazers, the Glazers are so bad at running this football club because because of this massive wage bill that they've created for themselves they you we've seen um we've seen how they've been unwilling to buy players because of the amount of money that they already are spending you know and they and and they've left us also in debt that's that's amounted to more than half a billion pounds but we'll get into that conversation uh, during another podcast, but um, I agree with all the players that you decided to keep reg- um, relating to the forward line. Um, you know, sales, Wout Ve- Vegost, man, you've done your job. I think you need to go back. Martial has to go back. United has to bring in two strikers, possibly three midfielders, as well as a centre-back. And I feel like that's there's a lot of signings to be made for next season. So I definitely think stage two of the rebuild is on the horizon. And at the end of the season, we're going to come back and touch up on this topic again. So please stay tuned and continue watching all the episodes of the ATM podcast. Um, yeah. Do, do you have any other, do you have any announcements that you want to make or, or do you think it's that time to, to end off the podcast. Nah, that's all on our end. We will be back again with another episode on Thursday. I'll back where we'll be back. And with that said, uh, guys, if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, as I said before, just leave a review and uh, comment on our YouTube channel or our Apple and Spotify page. Deuces. Bye-bye. All right.